Hello, hello. I am Rich Nardo, and welcome to the State of Flux podcast. I am very excited about our guest today. It's a good friend of mine and someone that words really can't express uh, how much I admire, Jesse Corman. Jesse, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Well, it is my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. In case you're unfamiliar with Jesse's work, there's a lot of problems. Uh, he's a filmmaker, a writer, director, musician, photographer, and a self-proclaimed Swiss Army knife of hustle, which really couldn't be more fitting, if you ask me. It's one of my favorite Instagram bios I've ever seen. <laughs> um, his band, The Number 12 Looks Like You, are absolute legends in the math core world. He's a creative producer for Yale Entertainment. And he is, in my opinion, one of the best music video directors around through his company, Napalm Rainbow. Uh, Jesse, did I miss anything I should have touched on there? <laughs> nope. That's, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, no, I think, think he covered everything except for my birthday and my, my, my sign, uh, and my, uh, my fear of water. Fear of water. That's an interesting I, one. I don't, I can't swim. <laughs> I can't swim. So, awesome. so um, I mean... We were just talking before we hit record here, and the thing that I really thought you would bring to our listeners is just you are the ultimate hustler. Everything you do is top quality. I always have so much respect for the stuff you put out, and I don't know how you manage that sort of a schedule and have the sort of output that you do. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think a good place to start is how do you do it? How do you work 24-7 and put out such great stuff? Just uh, a lot of coffee, <laughs> lots of coffee, a lot of pre-workout, a lot of, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> coffee is true though. I, uh, I, I am due for my, my midday coffee. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know if there's a, if there, if it's, if I'm just, you know, that different than anybody else, I think anyone gets excited uh, to want to work on things when they're excited about what they're doing. So for me, I don't look at it as like, oh my God, I need to make sure I have enough time in the day for this. It's, I just love everything I'm doing so much. So I just want to cram it all in. And, you know, let's say, you know, uh, you know, a kid loves playing video games and he wants to play seven video games. He's going to find a way to play those seven video games. Like he's going to hustle it in. So for me, it's like, I don't look at these things as, as work or chores or, um, uh, you know, something that is like, I'm being dragged to, to do it's, it's stuff that like, I just, I wake up, I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And like, my mind is just firing on all cylinders my whole life. And, you know, when I was working these normal quote unquote normal jobs, um, you know, like my first job was working, uh, at the Meadowlands fair and I was, and I worked the sky ride. So people would come on, come to the fair and I put them in thing and there's a lot of downtime. And my mind would just be going in a million different places, you know? And it's just like, now I'm just call it whatever, 25, 30 years later, I'm still the same person, but I'm actually, I can actually do all those things. Whereas before I just dreamed, I was a dreamer. And now I can, I actually have a path to everything. I figured out what the path was and I just, now I'm, now I'm just doing it all. That's awesome. And I think something you touched on there is, is kind of a good segue into another question that I wanted to ask you. So I, what I think makes it particularly difficult for someone like you is that everything you're doing requ requires creativity. You're creating so much stuff. Um, so when you're kind of scheduling out your days, your weeks, your months, is it really 
chasing that creativity? It's like whatever inspires you now, or do you kind of segment your day and say, okay, well, I need to work on this script now, and then I need to do number 12 stuff this afternoon sort of a thing? Yeah, I wouldn't say there's like, um, you know, there's my my job, which is Yale Productions as a producer, creative producer there, which I could do 24-7. It's just, it's just the best I get to do it with all my friends. Um, but it's really just sort of, I look at it as everything as like pie. And if the pie is meant to be taken up, if I'm meant to eat this whole pizza pie the whole day, I don't go in any specific order. It's just, I I work on everything as much as I can uh, that, that it's needed. So some days with, with, a you know, with the creative producing some days, some days on set that will take 12 to 14 hours of my day being on set. So the, that's, that's like, you know, that's the whole pie of, of filmmaking. And then that tiny little sliver of a, a, a number 12 or photo shoots, um, or, you know, um, uh, music videos. It's like, I'll just t- take tiny little nibbles of those, those pies just to like throughout the day. Um, and unfortunately sometimes those things just have to be put to the side. You know, I don't really, uh, I wouldn't say I have a nine to five doing yell because it's like, it's such a cutthroat business. You just, you have to stay on it. It's like, you can't just do it when it's convenient. If you're, you're only going to get as far as you want to get. So if, if I want to fuck off and just, you know, land the couch and, and watch Goonies all day, well, you know, I'm not going to make a movie. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, that's just the reality. So like, I, I try not to do so much of a routine structure. I think it's more, I would call it more of a controlled chaos. So it's, it's chaotic. Like every single day is chaotic, but there is a method to all of that madness. And it all, like it's in one breath, I'll be, uh, on the phone talking about a script while I'll be, uh, writing some lyrics. I just thought of while I'll be, uh, producing this music video saying that I'm getting ready to do over the weekend. Like I, in one go, it can all be happening at the same time. So it's not like you, you know, for being creative, it's just more like, I think, uh, and it's also not just being creative for the sake of being creative, but you have to do it within reason too. So it's like, uh, that's where the producer mind comes into to play with a lot of this stuff is being able to know what is realistic. What is the, uh, what are the parameters that you need to fit within? And that is right there is super creative by itself. You, you're, you're okay. I've got a thousand dollars to make this, uh, music video and it needs to have a dragon and it needs to have uh, somebody on fire. Okay. How do we do this? You know, and try to come up with something like that is, is super fun and creative itself. Um, but yeah, so there's no method. I mean, there is a method to all the madness. Yeah. And it, it seems like that's another interesting part of it. And something I respect a lot about you is that you're not just a creative, like you're not just an artist. You also are so talented at, the kind of behind the scenes and the business aspect of everything that you're doing and, and knowing what steps need to be taken to actually bring stuff to fruition. Right. So like, are there parallels between the way you approach something from a creative standpoint and then the kind of implementation and the bringing things to life and the business side of what you do? Honestly, I, I say it pretty often. I think that those two things have to go hand in hand. Um, you can't be truly just a, we'll, we'll just call it a logistical producer without knowing how the creative works. And you can't just be an artsy fartsy creative person without knowing 
the budgetary constraints or the logistical back end of how something's run. You just can't. There's a, there is people who are like that. I'm not talking down to them, but everyone that I work with who I truly like to surround myself with can kind of do it all. And it's because we, we have to know how the yin to the yang, we have to know how each other works, you know, and that's how it becomes whole. It's like anyone, I, I'm not going to say anyone, I'm, uh, but there's people out there who can make the greatest film possible. And they're just truly meant to be, um, you know, the next Quentin Tarantino or whatever it is. But you look at the back end and you're like, oh my God, this person spent a hundred million dollars trying to make this, this, uh, you know, this movie or music video. And the whole crew hates that, uh, that director. And they, they, uh, you know, like then that's, I would say that that is not a success. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's like you did one thing very good, but you really just ruined everything else. And then vice versa, you know, it can be like, uh, like, oh my God, you made this music video for $5,000. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Not very good, but it's amazing that you got a dragon and somebody on fire and music video, you know? Yeah. So you have to sort of work hand in hand and you have to, uh, be able to understand that you, you can't just, you know, just say, uh, um, oh, just figure it out, make it work, figure it out. Like you, you really have, like you have to, it has to have an understanding. If it was, yeah, and it's never easy. It's so hard. If it was, Jordan always says this from Yale. He's like, you know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. But it's it. All of this stuff is very hard in creating content. You know, there's so much to so much to it. You know, to to be be quote unquote successful. Yeah, and I think that's particularly important these days, where like whether you're talking music or movies, I feel like the budgets just keep getting smaller. And smaller. <laughs> but I think uh, that's that's an important lesson too, especially for if you're listening right now and you are an up and coming artist in any field, is the more attention you pay to your career without letting it kind of negatively influence the art, the more you could use it to enhance your art and make sure you're approaching it correctly, the better off you're going to be and the better chance you're going to have of making it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, I, I think, um, you know, creating art and being in the art industry and trying to make a, trying to make that be a means to an end and come home with money. I mean, yeah, it's, there's a lot, I, I've been through every single hoop of, of a artist uh, we'll call it of like i'm doing it for the art i'm doing it for the money i'm i'm doing it for like it, it's like it's i've been through every horrible scenario and i've had incredible uh things happen as well i i, I feel like getting you know in my 30s which i'm still in my 30s it's like i feel like i've really experienced every every side of every single thing um so, you know, I think, uh, especially with being an artist, I think it's just hard to, uh, be, uh, a <laughs> I personally think, I, I think it's, it is hard to be a true artist. You know, I think that there's just one in a million, uh, that one in a million person who just hits, you know, that strikes gold and they just are true to their own vision and they make their own artwork and maybe they didn't have to do much to get there, but everyone wants it. It's incredibly lucrative. They're very happy by creating their own art, you know, whether you're a musician, uh, in this huge band or, or just an artist 
a filmmaker, an illustrator, a painter, a photographer. Though there's those one in a million people in between everybody. But I and as much as I'm a dreamer and I and I don't want to kill anyone's dream, I think if that happens, I think you still need to you can't rely on that. You still need to still need to strive to 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 get there organically and and do all the hard work and not just float in the clouds. I think if you're going to float in the clouds being an artist, that's just all going to come to you. I don't know. It's just not how I believe it. Yeah. And and I think that's something that's common among the people you surround yourself with. Um, you know, you look at a lot of the people that you work with consistently and that you're friends with and that, you know, you and I kind of work and are friends with this, a lot of the same people and all the people that I associate with you are all people that are like tremendously talented, but also understand the work and the back end stuff that needs to be done. And that's actually something else I kind of wanted to to talk about on this interview was you and I both came out of basically the same music scene. And, mm -hmm. you know, you were in Jersey, I was in Long Island, but we've talked about this a million times. Like we've been at a lot of the same shows probably. And I think a lot of the people that um, we still associate with and work with are from that same scene and they found success. And uh, this is kind of like a, a two avenue question, but do you think being part of a local music scene and learning to do things DIY, like throwing shows and stuff is an important part, at least in your journey to building a successful career? Um, and two, like just the importance of networking and how do you work to build your networking and what kind of people do you uh, keep in your network? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've said it multiple times, uh, my sort of DIY punk, you know, screamos uh, upbringings is without a doubt in every, you know, number 12 and the shows that I went to, there's zero doubt in my mind that if that whole world didn't exist, I would, there's, there's not a chance in hell I would be anywhere where anywhere close to where I am right now. There's no chance in hell. I, I feel like I learned to grow up the hard way in that regard because that style of music, that style, that lifestyle is, is about being punk rock. You know, it's about sort of fuck everyone else, do it on your own. You know, that's, that's what it's about. And so when you come to the, uh, the world of, uh, uh, the commercial world, the general entertainment commercial world, that is almost exact opposite because it's people who want to get higher up in their positions, taking as much money as they can and passing the book off to the next person and be like, I'll like, you know, we, we don't have enough pass it over to the hey like i need more money like and it's it's like never owning up to to what they're supposed to actually do and i see that a lot um across all the industries even the music industry that's why i got out of it the first time around it's like there's a lot of lazy people out there and i i think that in the number two earlier number 12 days i was able to recognize that trait pretty fast because we 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 started surrounding ourselves with we started seeing a lot of those people come out come in come out come in and then we started just gravitating like okay we know we got to just work harder um and we connected directly with the fans but also you know the other part of the question it's networking it was like if it wasn't for if if i was this uh diva 
experimental, weird grindcore screamo singer who's uh, sitting, uh, you know, in the back, uh, in in the in, in the back ring room, not talking to anyone and just waiting until I had to get called up to go sing on stage and then go to the net. Like, and there's again no question I would not be where I am today. And some of the coolest people to this day that I met as a teenager, I still have I still have close relationships with, and it's because you you sort of shared a vision so early on, and you sort of had the same trajectory through life with that person. And you see a lot of the people that like you connect with the most had quite similar upbringings. And for me, I, I don't know. I think I I'm all you know. I really do love connecting. You know, very, very much connecting. I guess it's what, you know, what, what is the world? We're connecting. And so when I feel like I can, I, I really do connect with someone, it's hard for me to um, not follow up with them, not sort of stay in touch. I, I feel like it's so important to just like keep surrounding yourself with people you just, you're excited to talk to and you really enjoy. And, you know, it may not be very, uh, it may not be very common to say that because I think a lot of people. Which is sort of like, like, oh, we met this person, you know, that was fine, whatever. But like, when you really connect with someone, you want there's there's something about that you wanna you wanna like keep continuing, and and that was sort of my whole life, you know. I it was, I think it, I think when I was in high school and grade school, or whatever, I didn't really have a class to store. I didn't have uh, friends really. I, you know, I was a very oddball, odd one out, and it wasn't until I found the hardcore scene. Um, and straight edge that I was like, oh man, I actually feel like I have friends who, uh, like real friends who don't know me because I'm, you know, I'm just that weird kid in grade school and they, I never really had friends. So don't actually go and make friends with him because he doesn't have more friends. And instead it was like, I was going to these hardcore shows at 13 years old in, in New York city. And like, people were just like, yo, what's up, man? Oh yeah. You like 25 to life? Yeah, me too. That's who I'm here to see. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And it was just like. Wow, that guy who lives in Brooklyn is my friend now. We're going to a show next week, and he 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 has a piercing. I'm going to go get a piercing, and then like it just grows and grows and grows, and you learn about like these like the power of connection and and community so early on, and then you you know that obviously turned into number twelve. You know, I I was like after I discovered that, I was like. <laughs> Fuck this! I'm dropping out of high school. I dropped out of high school. Never went to college, and I was like, "I'm starting a band." And we started number twelve uh, when I was sixteen, and so, and that was, you know, that was it for, obviously, to this day. But like that feeling of family, that feeling of like having just, you know, surrounding yourself with people who you just like can call on to and just be like, "Oh man, you're my friend. You're my friend. You're my friend." I have hundreds of friends, and you just can all connect and talk about things and learn. You know, that's also part of a lot of this is like you meet so many people through this that like you can never say you learn everything you need to in life like as part of like this thing of connecting with new people you're always learning you know and that also that learning takes you to another thing or opens another door uh you know the this this series of events that led me to this point in my life would have never i wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for those keeping my community open and letting the doors open and walking through them and seeing another door. Like, I don't know who that is, but I'm going to go through it. Let's see what it is. Oh, like, yeah, sure. I'll be on a movie set. Sure. Why not? Oh, I'll be a photographer. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how to take a picture and just like, you know, these things. And here I am, you know? Yeah. And that's, 
it's I, like I said to you before we jumped on this, I knew everything that you were going to say was going to make me think of like 20 other questions I want to ask, but just going to ask a couple here. Um, so when you're talking about community there, like obviously the number 12 still has a big community, like every other day you see one of these blogs posting like a nostalgia post about another uh, one looks like you. And uh, there's still a lot of people that are just so passionate about it. So when you decided you wanted to make a transition into film, what was that like? Like, What was the moment where you're like, okay, well, I've kind of done this here, but I want to see what I could do over here. Like what were the steps you took and what was your, what made your decision to kind of transition into movies there? I wouldn't say it was a, clean transition it was a very uh, a very gradual sort of like incline into sticking uh, sticking it out with movies for good um it was it started off as me and jordan levine meeting and i was already you know traveling the world with joey joey l the photographer traveling the world with him for for god i don't even know how many years and it was and Jordan be like, oh man, like we should, yeah, yeah, we should, we should like do a movie together. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do a movie. Ah, oh, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I can write a script. Yeah, 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 whatever. And he's like, okay, well, um, for the time being, uh, I see your photos. You're an incredible photographer. Do you, um, do, I can't really afford you, but can, can you come to my film sets that I just started doing and take photos uh, of my sets? I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And so I, there I was. And that's how it all started, just being a set photographer and going on set, taking pictures of fly on the walls, capturing this, showing the actors, actors are like, oh my God, I love this photo, this is great. And then me connecting with actors and me connecting with crew and then me watching a set 12 hours, 13 hours a day, every day for five days for weeks on end and seeing how this whole operation was run day in, day out and seeing like the next movie would come. It was like, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is, uh, this, this set isn't as efficient as the other one. I think it's because this, and I'm, I'm relaying that to the, to Jordan. He's like, oh man, you've got, I look, I, I see where you're, I, I see what you're saying. Oh man, you've been really watching how this whole operation is like, you should, you should be our representation on set. And so that turned into onset producing because I was on everything and then I can help, I can see how everything's run. It was like, it's not like I went to school for it. I was just firsthand experience, just being a fly on the wall. And then it just kept snow. It just kept snowballing, snowballing. And my relationship with actors would grow. Um, my sort of, um, and again, I've always been on the creative side, on the artist side. So I would look at some of these scripts, see how they're sort of shooting it. I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't have done it that way. I would have done it this way. I would have changed this. And, I, and so on top of a logistical thing, I was so, so, I was so much taking in the art side of things too. I read the script. I see how they're shooting it. I either I'm like, wow, I would have never thought that. So constant sponge all 24 seven for years. And then, yeah, eventually like the photography with Joey, uh, and then the movie producing, um, that started going, I started being like, you know, I really want to get more into producing. So it just over the course of like a couple of years, it just started, started fading out with, um, digital tech with Joey or doing photo shoots with other f photographers and just taking on more, uh, movies. And so until I got to here, so now it's like a nice little blend of everything where, um, I don't shoot anymore, um, on set, but every movie I still photograph all the movie posters just cause that's something that 
I'll never turn down, you know, but we have all that. And then, yeah. So like now I'm able to just like go back to focusing on the creative tape, looking at scripts, being able to break it down. Like, okay, I think this would be somewhere around one to 2 million. We should get a live producer on, but this could fit our model. If we get an actor like this and we can get the value of this person here, and then we can shoot it in jurors for the tax. So like it all just like same, like music, like when you're in a band, no one teaches you how to be in a touring band. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you sort of just start figuring out really fast. Like, Hey, this is a really cool song. Bah, 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 bah. You're like, cool. Now what? <laughs> like, I don't know. I guess we play a show. It's like, okay. And then we go to a show. It's like, Hey, you guys got music. Like shit. We do. We, we played a show. We don't even have any music to give anybody. I guess we got to record. Uh, okay. Let's go record. Oh man. People want to buy a shirt. We don't even have any designs. And so like, you're learning all that stuff. And it's the same thing with, with movie producing. It's all tied together. Yeah. I think you right there in about two minutes covered what I think are probably the three most important things for anybody trying to build um, a, a career as a creative. And that's one, there's no no substitute for experience. So just go and do it. Um, two, always have an inquisitive mind. Always be looking to learn as you're going. And three... Um, it's not always about the bottom line. Like you were saying, like you went out and you decided to do the set photography because it was an opportunity. He didn't have the money to, uh, Jordan didn't have the money to pay you what yeah. you might've wanted, but it was a great experience. You learned from it and you expanded your network for it. So long-term that was more important than the X amount of dollars that you would have made yeah. if you were just like, I'm only doing things for my rate. Exactly. You gotta, gotta keep that energy flowing and as i don't care how hippie i sound it's like it's just it's it's a cosmic dance <laughs> like you, you you gotta like if you start putting up roadblocks it's like you're only gonna get as far as you put up your roadblock you know and even it's and you again people want to do stuff for money great fine we're probably not friends but sure go for it i feel like people who i'm friends with are people who are so good at what they do that they are compensated very well for what they're doing. And they're not going out to be like, I'm only doing this, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, like keep that flow going. And, you know, for, and, and, you know, for me, it wasn't about making money because number 12, right? like, sure. We had our peak at one point, but there was a period where you make $0, but you got to give 110% and you'll play a show for 10 people in the middle of Arkansas and, you will lose money and the payment is uh, a veggie platter uh, and you got to sleep in the van. You know, it's just like I was used to living like a homeless person because I basically was homeless for years. And so being able to like, hey, could could you photograph this movie set? Uh, I can't pay you that much. And I was like, maybe a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, a little bit. Like, you will pay me? Done. Let's go. <laughs> like, it's sold. <laughs> kind of like if you believe in it and, it, and it's something that you want to do. For, you know, the dollar amount is obviously important into living, you know, eating every day, but like just if the energy is right and it feels right, you just got to go for it. Give it a shot. You don't have to do it forever. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I couldn't agree more. And, um, I think that is a perfect introduction to my really last question here. And that's any other advice for young creatives looking to get started in the creative field. Man, it's a loaded question there. Um, <laughs> I would say, um, I mean, 
it, it's hard it's hard to give advice because it's like I stretch I, I stretch across so many industries and you know some advice could could work better in in others and not so much in others but um I think I guess the the most general basic broad stroke of it all as far as advice goes for a creative I would probably say um don't if you really feel like you have a vision if you really feel like you are um because some people just don't have it you know and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but if you really feel like you have something to say something to express something to put out there just know that if you go in trying to replicate someone who's already popular a, uh, a band that's already popular a fo a photo that's already been done a movie that's already been made the minute you start getting into that world of having to be a duplicate of something you are already not doing yourself it's it's true justice like your own true inner art so if you're taking that leap of faith trying to be an artist you have to do what is actually inside of you uh, to to put out into the world because that's what people like me, everyone else, that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for duplicates or triplets of stuff that we've already seen. We know that that's there. It's we want to be intrigued what else is out there. And it may not hit right away. It may not even hit ever. But if you're not being honest with your own thing and, you know, again, number 12, we like that is just go right back to the beginning of everything. It's like, we could have easily went and been like let's be a pop punk band uh, or like this uh, hardcore band let's let's do it because we know it's a very popular sound right now and everyone's listening to uh you know pop punk and you know like and and let's let's try to go big with it like we went so opposite of everybody else because we were seeing what everyone else was doing but we were just different and and what and it didn't really catch on right away but we were we were true to ourselves. We were, you know, a little emo boy. Then we were a little metalhead. Then we were a little screamo kid. Then there was we we're so different. But then when we came together in the middle, it was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. It's a little weird, you know, experimental jazz core, death and emo, and it's got kind of everything. But it's cool. And we just and you know, everyone's wearing black shirts. I'm like, guys, let's print on pink shirts. And so we were like one of the first bands that was ordering pink shirts and yellow shirts and everyone's like like the, the people who were we were buying those like what is like never had to order this many like pink shirts and, and yellow shirts like we're just going opposite and like the more you start expressing what it is that gets you excited it's gonna get other people involved and people are gonna be like man that's whatever that person's doing that is awesome and and then it's like you build it they will come you know put, put your own vision out there other people will recognize it and they'll come Awesome. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for your time. Um, you know how much I respect you and I know you're a busy guy. So thank you so much. Uh, we're going to have to wrap here. I'm going to put all your socials in the cool. description at the bottom. So everybody go and follow Jesse. Thank you so much, man. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks, bud.